Hello, and thank you for listening to this Fun Board Council podcast. This is a 15-minute excerpt of our longer podcasts, and the full podcasts are available exclusively to Fun Board Council members via their member portal. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out more about membership, please do contact us via our website at funboards.org. In the meantime, happy listening. Welcome to this video discussion on cyber governance for fund boards, part of Fund Board Council's INED Bootcamp 2021. Now, the topic of cybersecurity and its governance seems to be rarely far away from board agendas. Indeed, the conversations that Fund Board Council has had with its many of its members on this topic, it seems that many are grappling with very similar issues. How to get the appropriate amount of expertise into the boardroom, how to get the assurance that they need from other parts of the business, and the extent to which fund boards could be thinking about uh, the opportunities presented by our increasingly digital world. And as digitalization of all of our lives has sped up in so many ways over the last year or so, we thought that this would be an opportune time to follow up on a session that we held last year on how fund boards are approaching the topic of cyber and examine some of these points in more detail and indeed examine whether the pandemic itself has had an impact on the way boards are approaching them. So I'm delighted to have with me a distinguished panel of governance experts and digital thinkers. Um, you can read more about them in the bios that accompany this session. But let me first welcome back Rebecca Fuller, who among a busy portfolio of non-exec roles is the independent chair of BMO Fund Management Limited. And Rebecca is repri reprising her panelist role for FBC, having so generously shared her experience of overseeing a whole host of cyber related topics um, in a digital meeting that we held back in June last year. And we're delighted to be able to benefit from her expertise on this issue again. We're also very pleased to welcome Trevor Goodman. Trevor is Managing Director of Operations at MJ Hudson, the Asset Management Consultancy. And prior to joining MJ Hudson, he headed up the EMEA legal team for Leg Mason, where among other things, he supported regulatory ent regulated entity boards, led a global legal technology program and participated in blockchain industry consortium. And completing our panel of experts is Pete Townsend, a funds industry veteran. Pete is now a startup advisor, consultant and non-executive director with expertise that spans FinTech, digital assets, blockchain, uh, distributed ledger technology, to name but a few. And alongside all of that, he's also the co-host of the podcast, Money Never Sleeps. So a very warm welcome to you all. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Pete, I'm gonna start with you if I may. I, I mentioned briefly in the introduction there, a, a sort of list of some of the new technologies that we're all getting to grips with. But obviously, as we do get to grips with them, they come with new risks, presumably. And I wondered if you could start by setting the scene for us uh, and, and talking about what you see as the major cybersecurity risks that asset managers are or should be focusing on, um, and particularly those that relate to the remit of fund boards. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you very much. I'd say that where to start really with all of this is just to recognize over the last year uh, how much more digital that finance has become and how much more digital uh, overall the capital markets have become. And that the more and more that we put online, the more and more that we become um, a target for hackers, right? And if you take a look at those that are most truly engaged in digital finance, for example, the big cryptocurrency players, they don't call it cybersecurity, it's just security, right? And that goes right from the front lines of their platforms 
all the way down to how people get into their offices, right? Or don't get into their offices for that matter. But if just to put it in context, right, what are we talking about here when we say cybersecurity risks or what types of incidents are, would, might we have, right? It's trying to get uh, access to a computer system or its data within a firm, stealing data, which is you know, online exfiltration of data to an unauthorized individual or location, disruption or denial of service attacks, taking down entire websites, getting viruses or malicious codes into systems, unauthorized use of a system, right? For processing or storing data unbeknownst to those system owners, changes to how a computer system's hardware, firmware, software all operate without the owner's knowledge, uh, without their instruction or the consent and the inappropriate use of computer systems by employees, by former employees or others, right? So it's wide ranging. And I like to look at this in the context of a digital footprint. One of the uh, guests on the Money Never Sleeps podcast from a couple of years ago, it's a very sharp guy called Stefan Euger. He runs a business called Four Securitas here in Dublin. Uh, and he is a reformed hacker, right? And he says, your approach to cybersecurity to be, is to think like a hacker. Um, and one of the stats on his website or one of the taglines on his website says that every year marks another worse year ever for cybersecurity. Right. So, um, like I said, the more digital we become, the more exposed we are online. And you've got to look at every possible pocket of information that the hacker might be able to use to get information on your business to piece, piece together the puzzle. Right. And hackers are very good at that. All that data, when you say, well, listen, just my email address was exposed. That is going out to some dark web, black market website where they're piecing together your profile. It's kind of scary to think about it when you're an individual, but when you're an executive um, at, a, at an investment fund, right, there's some bigger risk there because they're, they're, there's a lot more monetary value at risk when someone can piece together your profile based upon just what is out there for publicly information that's available for you, right? So just taking a look at this from a fund board perspective, what do you want to do? You want to have a look at your service providers, your administrator, particularly your transfer agent, right? Who are the third parties that are hosting the investor portals? The FATCA CRS reporting. Um, who's providing, what platforms may be providing investor onboarding services? The client lifecycle management. What are all those potential entry points? How do they secure them? How often are they tested? What's the outsourcing oversight arrangement, right? Who, who within um, the administrator is responsible for making sure that um, any of those parties that are processing data, particularly investor data, uh, that all of that is protected. You can go through the list of all the rest of the service providers. And I, I think you, you could say there, there's nothing more sensitive and important than the investor data, right? And who has the ability to redeem from a fund. But you do have portfolio information at your custodian, your depository, your prime broker, your other counterparties, your auditors, your legal counsel, even the directors themselves, right? You've got access to fund board packs through secure director portals, or is it through email, right? One, one little tip is that if anyone is, in, is storing their passwords in Evernote, get out, right? Because Evernote is easy to hack. Um, and you know that, that's not a good place to do it. It's not a good place to take notes either. Um, for, for boards that have sensitive information. Um, cause that, that is something that, you know, honeypot hackers go to look for, to get, uh, cryptocurrency passwords. Right. And it's, um, it's a known risk out there, you know? So, 
looking at some of the more qualitative practical things, social media presence of your executives, what are the platforms are they on? What about those your service providers? Um, like I said, it might seem like small beans, but all that data that's out there is just one piece of the puzzle of you, right? And of your service providers. Um, and it may take a while, but these hackers got nothing better to do, right? They've got, you know, it is a, they spend a lot of time and take a lot of risk for a big reward. Um, so, you know, one other, you know, thing, just be careful what you say. I mean, for all of the embracing that Elon Musk and Tesla have done of cryptocurrency, I'm sure their walls are getting bombarded every day now by attempted hackers trying to figure out um, some path and some route into wherever they're storing. Uh, so, you know, I think the, the idea is, is that I made a few references to cryptocurrency, made a few references to kind of that being the, the, the cutting edge really of um, security and digital finance. Um, that is one small part of the financial services market today but is a strong leading indicator of where financial services is headed. Um, so let's look to those guys and see how they're doing it. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the board level, it's all about, can you get a good um, concise view of these risks out there and get the metrics in place to report on them so that it, there are things that can be understood, tracked uh, and discussed really at the board level. I think that's where we're coming from. And that's a really important point. I mean, having having now totally terrified us all, I guess, with, with the range of risks that are out there and the range not only in our, our work lives, but also our personal lives too, getting to grips with that data and, and getting to grips with the information that's out there and how you then manage it is obviously a, a, a challenge and a, and a priority for, for a lot of directors. Um, Rebecca, I'd like to talk a little bit about, start talking about how we go about overseeing those risks and, um, and the governance of cyber, I suppose. As a chair of a fund board, um, how, obviously fund boards are not doing this in isolation. So there is uh, a lot of work being done all across organizations when it comes to managing cyber risk. How do you as the chair of a fund board um, uh, work with other parts of the organization to get the assurance that you need to get the MI, as, as, as Pete said, the, the information, the data that you need um, uh, to, to oversee those risks from a fund board perspective? Um, so Catherine, I think, um, first, I think you, you sort of hit the nail on the head for, um, for fund boards. Um, and I think, um, you know, I think one of the things I reflect upon is I sit on a range of boards that sit in various different, you know, parts of, of corporate structures. I think I think you hit the nail on the head with respect to thinking about where various boards fit within their within their corporate structures. And um, so um, I think um, I, I sit on a range of boards um, across a range of organisations, and, and each of them is looking at this, you know, from from the context and perspective of where they sit in a in a broader corporate uh, structure, because I think the reality is um, in financial services uh, these days, you know, cyber risk is a key focus for, for global management. And, uh, and so in one way, it's, it's fantastic because there is that global focus being put onto cyber. But then if you're coming at it from a subsidiary perspective, the challenge can be understanding how the group is seeing those risks um, how you um, get assurance yourself as, a, as, as an independent board around those risks. And I think for fund boards, that has, has a particular set of nuances around it. 
Uh, and you know what what you do as a board to both um, make sure you've got sufficient information to give meaningful challenge and to develop those metrics and to develop that MI. Because I think it's probably fair to say MI around, around cyber is probably an area that is that is evolving. And so I think for fund boards, you know, we are not operating companies, you know, we're not operating the entire asset management businesses of these groups, if, if indeed we sit within a group. And so we're having to think about you know, where are we placing reliance in the group, um, either be to other group entities or to, to our service providers, thinking about what, what might the group be doing insofar as cyber and due diligence and how we're relying on that versus, you know, what's being done directly. And so there's another layer of complexity, I think, around, around the MI. But um, I think, you know, in, in many ways, it's a well-trodden path because we're thinking about risks in general around these service providers. So it's, it's, I think it's additive to a lot of the work that's being done. Um, I do think, um, you know, there's a few kind of key areas. I think deep subject matter dives are, are a great idea for boards um, in the subject to understand how does your organization approach cyber? Who are the key, who are the key um, people managing and running those risks on a, on a you know, day-to-day -day basis? It's great to meet them, have them in front of you. It, it just brings these things to, to life, um, you know, asking some of the questions around thinking like a hacker, what keeps you up at night? It's just so you understand that. And then I think once you get that, that, that broader context, and I think it's something that, that is worthwhile refreshing regularly as well, because these things move on a, a lot. I think against that backdrop, you can then look at either MI that's already generated by risk and cyber teams and also think about what MI you might want to develop specifically to, to you know, a fund board. So I think there's an evolution going on, um, you know, ac across the board, um, just around metrics uh, and, and cyber. Um, you know, and certainly I think there's some tools that can be, you know, useful. I know NCSC does a board toolkit. So for anybody who's perhaps not from a cyber background, um, you know, I think it's quite a useful toolkit. There's, there's five questions, but quite a lot of material they have on their website, which is great if you're coming at it afresh and thinking, goodness me, how do I even orientate myself? And, and I, 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 you know, I think that's, that's very, very helpful. Some boards I know um, ask, um, you know, their cyber and their IT teams to go out and gap, you know, give a gap analysis against that. So at least they've got a roadmap around you know, around that as a basic. Um, and then I, I also think, uh, you, you think within your organization, where would you be getting assurance? So, um, you know, it's, it's making sure you spend some time with internal audit, get internal audit in front of the board, understand, um, you know, the, the items um, around, around cyber and understand, um, you know, get get the cyber specialists in understand what sort of testing and what sort of assurances they might be doing do they go out to third parties for pen tests and and have you know have have an understanding of how the remediation progresses we hope you enjoyed that uh, 15 minute excerpt if you did and you'd like to find out more about how you can access the full recording uh, or about fbc membership in general please contact us via our website at funboards.org